Hi, this is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your boys, the Sheepdog Podcast. Sheep We're dogs. back. We're back. The um, Superior Podcast oh, on okay. now on Spotify and SoundCloud, and I can feel it. He's you know Essential Presents is shaking their boots a little shaking. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, they have like probably paid like you know people work full time and we're still grassroots, um, getting after it you know so still learning yeah still learning yeah but uh, I'm excited so cool um so today we are going to be learning about the greatest naval battle victory since Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea but before that we're starting prayer wow all right let's dive in. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We ask your Mother Mary especially to be with us and to only guide us, Our Lady of Victory. May we know her intercession this day and uh, just live our Christian life with holy boldness, Lord. And we ask all this through Jesus, through Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. going to be talking about the Battle of Lepanto today. Johnny, how much do you know about the Battle of Lepanto? Um, Lepanto. Is that the one that was... Uh, no, I, I actually don't know anything. I was hoping you would tell and I can ask the questions today. Cool. Yeah, so. that sounds good. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, okay, so just to give like a bit of background, um, and this may seem like a little bit like history class but you know i promise it's not it's not too boring um so just to give like a reason why this battle is so important today um some believe that in like this if this battle didn't happen um the christian world as we know it the western world as we know it would cease to exist it um this battle is like happened on the last line of defense that the christians had um to stopping islam from spreading uh, from spreading all through europe um so it's super cool uh, it happened on October 7th, 1571, um, and the two opponents were um, the Ottoman Empire, run, uh, which is basically Turkey, um, which were spreading all throughout the Middle East and, and around the Mediterranean, and then versus um, the Christian forces, which were kind of a conglomeration of many different, um, different like provinces around Italy, Spain, all these different groups, so... Um, it was a big unifying war for a lot of this area because uh, you hear a lot about, uh, especially during, during this time, you hear a lot about a war between different provinces in, in Italy and they're fighting and everyone's kind of fighting each other. Um, but when the Ottomans come to town, everybody kind of stuck together, they unified. Um, and one of the big reasons for this was Pope Pius V. Mm. Pope Pius V, he bankrolled this whole thing. He got, he called everyone's arms. He was like, it's on my dime, but we got to make this happen, uh, which is mm-hmm. super cool. 
uh, such great leadership he show like he shows there. Um, and we'll talk about him a little bit more uh, in a bit. But uh, yeah, so the Christian forces were severe, uh, severely outnumbered. Uh, they met, like the battle was to take place in this little gulf in Western Greece, like kind of right in the middle of uh, the Mediterranean Sea. And to be honest, no one really thought they had a chance. Despite like, you know, the Christian fighters having a reputation of being, you know, very good, having, um, you know, won several battles before, um, they were they were outnumbered. And to be honest, no one stopped, thought like the Ottoman Empire was going to be stopped at all. Um, but, you know, some some twi- interesting things <laughs> happened to uh, shift it in our in our favor. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on that October 7th, around noon, everyone was very worried because, you know, the winds were in support, uh, were helping the Ottoman Empire. They were, they were, it was, you know, I think I read that in like a naval battle. If you have the wind behind you and you have the speed, you know, coming into the other ships, you have the very strong advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason on that day, right as they collided, those winds shifted. Mm. Um, they became way more favorable for the Christian forces. Uh, and when the two uh, fleets collided, one was under the banner of the crucifix and the other was a purple flag of the Sultan embroidered with the name of Allah on it. Um, the most violent part of the battle was right at the center. Um, I read about this Spanish uh, general. His name, name was uh, Don Juan with... He only had 300 soldiers, and he took his ship, and he charged right into the center of their fleet, and was taking on, you know, ship after ship, and they wouldn't, they didn't, uh, they ended up not, uh, not uh, getting defeated, and they actually went in, they attacked the ship that the Turkish General Admiral, his name was General Admiral Eileen, Grand Admiral Ali, um, and they put an arrow through his head. So that's pretty cool. Wow. And once that happened, um, the the Turkish learned that you know their center had been completely destroyed, their left had been completely destroyed, and then everyone else learned around four p.m. So the battle was about four hours. They turned right around. So, uh, wow. Wow. What, what, four hours. Four hours. That's all it took. All it took. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, to give a little bit more background to all of what happened. So Pope Pius V, who I said before, was he bankrolled this entire military endeavor. He ordered that all the churches in Rome be opened for prayer day and night while this was like while this was planning on happening. He didn't know exactly the communication wasn't as good back then. He didn't know when the battle was happening. Mm-hmm. All he knew was it's happening and we gotta pray for uh, mm-hmm. for our team. Uh, he encouraged the faithful to Petition the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary through the um, session of the Rosary. So he was like, everyone pray the Rosary now. We need Our Lady more than any time before right now. If this doesn't happen, you know, we might not have uh, we we might not have our society, this great society. Um. So yeah, and he, two days later on the October the seventh, he got word that they had won. So he named that day, October 7th, in the liturgical calendar, um, Our Lady of Vict- uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Victory. Mm-hmm. So it's such a, powerful, um, such a powerful day. I think it goes by um, the Feast of the Holy Rosary today. 
Our Lady of the Rosary. Our Lady yeah, of the right. Rosary today. That's right. Um, so, yeah. Super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts about that story? So great. Such a powerful story. Yeah, one that people don't often know. One cool thing is if you ever go to Toledo, I know we have a lot of Ohio people here, obviously go to Miami or you know the five C's, but um, yeah, Toledo, their cathedral is named Our Lady of the Holy Rosary. And so they actually have this big uh, painting of the Battle of Lepanto inside their cathedral. Wow. So people could look that up. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, also just like the power of the rosary, how it really uh, was a huge part of this. So I think two years before the battle, Pope Pius V wrote a papal bull, which is like kind of like an encyclical and writing that a, a pope will do or issue. And it was on the rosary. And it's the power of the rosary. And I know Our Lady, uh, of course, yeah, you know, having, having that name, Our Lady of Victory, uh, winning the battle, but yeah, and just calling everyone on to pray the rosary. And like, I think the soldiers were actually... Praying the rosary in the battle, too. You know, it talks about them praying the rosary and even them preparing, you know, that they had masses, they had confessions before they went into this battle. Uh, just the spiritual preparation. Like you said, like all those churches in Rome open, he's asking people to pray the rosary and uh, pray before the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, so what a powerful weapon. You know, it seems so simple, uh, you know, and sometimes it's easy to kind of write off sometimes maybe, you know, when we get into the intellectual stuff, but... Just the simple power, you know, I feel like so many times when Our Lady appears, like it's Fatima other times, you know, it just says, pray the rosary, you know, and the great power that is there. And I know we've seen it. Uh, just this amazing weapon, you know, the Lord loves to use the weak to, to overcome the strong. And I know we see that so many times in our faith, especially like the lady, Our Lady, right, crushing the serpent's head. And <laughs> we see that, uh, yeah, even when times in our lives, maybe we don't think, you know, things are possible like this, but just like the great faith of St. Pius V to, um, just to make that happen, to put us under the protection of Our Lady. Yeah, yeah that's, the. I was reading a little bit about Pope Pius V, later St. Pius V. He was kind of a, kind of a, just a legend, this mm -hmm. guy. I mean, yeah. now we could say that, but like, he, they said he was like an ascetic, so like he was constantly like, he preached like discipline in himself a lot. It's like fasting, yeah. yeah, fasting. Um, he they say here. I don't, this is not a Catholic website, but it says relentless persecutor of heretics. Mm. Um, and during his like reign as pope, it was one of the most austere periods in Roman Catholic Church history. He was successful in eliminating Protestantism in Italy, and the decrees of the Council of Trent were put into effect. And so, basically, this guy only reigned for six years, but he. I guess not reign, that's really king, I don't know what you'd call that, but he, like, during that time, he just did so much for the church, and uh, he knew the importance of, like, not um, wavering on, if you, like, the fullness of truth that we have with Catholicism, he was all about um, not giving an inch to, to anything, he, he had that faith, which you talked about, Father, of just, like, we have the truths, we have the revealed by Christ, the rosary, all these things, and we don't need to uh, like change who we are uh, to fit the age in society, which would have been really easy at the time for him. I know there was a lot of pressure in the church at the time, uh, but he said, no, we're sticking to what we got. We're doubling down. Mm -hmm. And I think the Our Lady and, and the Lord saw that. And uh, in the Battle of Ponto, looked like it, it was rewarded. So, Yeah. 
yeah, I certainly know it was a difficult time in the church. Like you're saying, there was a lot going on. And uh, do you remember the year? It was like 1571, I think. 71, yeah. Yeah, so the 1500s, so right? So like the church was uh, kind of like Protestantism starting in the beginning of the 1500s. And I know there were other, a lot of other things going on just in the world at that time too, leading up to that. So like you're saying, a difficult time. And do you remember? I think he was a Dominican too. Um, I was reading the the order of preachers was the ones that came up and got him canonized. I know, but okay. I don't know that would actually. I think he yes, is a Dominican. He yeah. is. Um, I don't know if it was him or Pius the tenth that is the reason where the why the Pope wears white. Yeah, it but, must be Pius the fifth because he's Dominican, yeah. not the tenth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just so fitting for me that you know he is the Pope at the time. Um, you know, just like how in the Battle of Ponto they. You know, this was like the last line of defense. They were um, defending what they believed in this Western, this Western civilization, and um, Pope Pius V was always a great defender of you know the Catholic faith, Catholic tradition, um, and you know he he truly and you could see how he truly cared for it. He he knew that this was the way, the truth, the life, and he he didn't accept anything lesser than that, less than that. He was a staunch defender, um, and you know some. Some may say he was, uh, you know, you know, you know, too much. But you know, you can never be too much. You can never love Jesus too much. That's right. That's right. That's why I love. He's just so hardcore too. It's just like rosary and fasting. Like going back to the simple things, like we're trying to do this year, right? Just like sacraments, rosary, Our Lady, mm. because uh, you can't beat those things. You know, <laughs> as we yeah. see Our Lady driving through this. You know, sometimes we think we need to be all intellectual or like you know, try the newest fad or whatever it may be, but just like going back to the truth, you know, truths we have in scripture, uh, all these things, and then like living that radically in love. Uh, so yeah, laying down our lives, as I'm sure Pope Pius uh, V did. Um, just growing in that too. Um, yeah. St. Pius V, pray for us. Pray for us. Uh, I think the one other thing they said about the Our Lady of Victory, which she, she, she was the help of Christians, mm-hmm. that's what they call her, in time of need. Uh, yeah, I've prayed that novena a couple times. Mm. It's pretty powerful. It's actually a very powerful novena uh, if you haven't prayed it. So highly suggest it. So good. I think in the midst of not only like helping to spread the faith, but in the midst of temptation or difficulties, Our Lady is just so powerful. As I mentioned earlier, you know, her crushing the head of Satan or like the rosary, you know. So those times when you don't know where to turn, or maybe you're struggling or you feel... Whatever it is. I know in my life so many times, just times of discouragement or worry, like maybe I have to go to the doctor for something. You know, whatever it is, or big tests. Like the rosary is so comforting to know that Our Lady is there to strengthen us. In the midst of times we feel like we don't have enough, or we're weak, or yeah, maybe we're struggling with a certain sin. Whatever it is, uh, just Our Lady is there as a true mother to comfort us. And it's so powerful too, you know, just to remember that. Uh, especially in the midst of sickness too. Sometimes you're like, I can't even, like, do anything, you know? It's just you feel helpless or... Yeah, but I know I've found that in my own life, uh, just the power of our of our Lady helping us to be strengthened in weak moments, too. Mm-hmm. Not only just to, like, persevere in uh, sharing the faith, but, yeah, great power in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was there any other uh, key points to Lepanto that uh, you might have missed? Yeah, I just, like, I think one of the big things that... Um, definitely want to talk about was like kind of how this is a like a big symbol that we can use in our lives today for um you know the the different um 
things that are attacking the church today. We've been placed in the midst of, you know, a fallen world. And I think, like, the the Battle of Lepanto really shows that, like, Christians aren't meant to, you know, surrender or to, you know, you know, just offer, you know, don't, don't do anything about um, the things that are going on in the world. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not of this world, but we do need to live in the world and we need to um, care for it and take care of it the best we know, the best we know. And, and um, we have, we have the advantage of, you know, having the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we know, we know we will eventually have victory, but, you know, there's, we want to, um, have the courage to, you know, defend it vigorously, just like, uh, all these, all these guys, um, in the battle did. Um, and I think that just like connects to like many of the things going on today, just like the pro-life movement that we talked about. Um, I think the last podcast, you know, we just have to, um, defend, you know, that, that which, uh, that, which is such a big issue. We have to, defend the church's teaching on it until the last moment because it's such an important issue um and there's like countless other things as far as like all the evil that happens in the world we have to be um you know despite you know sometimes we're not unified as a church on certain topics just like you know the different cities in in italy weren't but um we need to unify and and almost and attack these issues to to like end them there you know mm-hmm. um but it, it's it's such a like an interesting topic and, a, and like a symbol for um what we can do as a society um with the help of our lady and we can make you know we can have drastic impacts on the world right. later to come i think it's just you speaking on that too just makes me aware of uh just the battle that we're in and it's good to remember that i know so michael just gave a talk last night tune into that at uh yeah, one of our formation talks on St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, and just a reminder, yeah, but the same with, like, speaking of Lepanto, right, remind us, like, okay, we're in a battle, like, every moment is really, uh, has such gravity to it, and we're called, and, like, so as Christians, we need not be afraid, we realize, actually, we could have great joy, right, in anticipating heaven, and anticipating uh, the end of this life, really, to uh, be focused on heaven, but to realize we have so much uh, that the Lord wants to use us for in this world right now. You know, and that it's so powerful, you know, having prayers, having uh, reaching out to our neighbors, you know, sharing the truth and love, uh, standing up for the truth uh, in the political realm or whatever it may be. And to realize that people are really hungry for it, too. You know, oftentimes we're going to be rejected for the truth. It's not going to be fun, which is fine, too. Good. Right. So we like to say here, but uh, just the beauty to it, like, OK, we have a great part in this. And sometimes our great part is just to pray and fast, but sometimes our great part is to uh, speak the truth and just to be prepared to give witness at any time. Uh, and so, yeah, well, how good to remember that. Sometimes it's easy to get lazy or think like, ah, mm. oh, it was really, can I do anything? Or, yeah. you know, is it really that important? But like, yes, your life matters. Your life matters mm. in an amazing way, right? And so yeah. how can we respond today? How can we enter into this battle? Are we just those sitting on the boat, you know, like just okay, this is a nice vacation cruise ship, you know? Yeah, things are pretty nice. The wind's nice. The water's nice. But now to realize we are in a battle, right? And so we have to get in the game, right? Yeah. Get in the game, take off the gloves or put on the gloves, whatever you need to do, whatever the analogy is. (laughs) But Our Lady uh, is a warrior too, and so we need her help, and she'll help get us there. So, 
Yeah. And it's it's also like it's almost like you know, I think we don't really have a choice. Like it, it like whether you think you do or not, if if you're in the boat and you're thinking it is like a nice windy day, you're gonna get a cannonball just like it's <laughs> right. gonna be thrown at you and yeah. you know, and so yeah. um you're 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 in the fight already because you exist. Um so my dad said this to me and I, I it annoys me. It annoys me so much. <laughs> but when I went off to college he said, John Pray your rosary every day, or you'll be roadkill. Mm, so <laughs> I was good. like, "Rosary yeah, roadkill." Yeah. One or the so other. I'm like, oh, "Come on, Dad. Okay, all right, fine. I guess I'll." I joke with him about that all the time now. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really important, and I think we need to get back to those those basics. And uh, yeah, I I love. There's a couple guys in the the Evans house that really hold me to that. We try to pray the rosary at 10 p.m. every night, and if I'm not there, they're calling me. They're you know, get me there. So you get shamed. You get nice and shamed if you don't show up. Yeah, there we That's go. Good. There we go. Holy peer pressure, as That's right. Jack Hartwell says. So good. So. And Father, I don't know. You have secrets of the rosary pulled up here. Do you have any quick insights from Louis de Montfort? Man, so yeah, uh, it's a book written by Saint Louis de Montfort, a huge devotion to Our Lady. And um, I'm gonna read something. There's a cool thing about another Dominican, Blessed Alan de la Rock. Basically, Our Lady. He was in the 1300s. Our Lady just challenging him. Uh, to bring back the Rosary Confraternity, which basically is a group that promises to pray part of the Rosary every day. Um, and so it's cool. Um, I don't want to go too far into that story now, though. I think it's kind of similar to what you guys are doing, right? Challenging one another in the Evans house, Evans Scholar's house. And so let's do that. You know, how can we do that more in our lives? And I know here at the Newman Center, we're challenging people to pray the Rosary every single day in October. Um, but one thing I would like to talk about, too, is just following that that Our Lady wants to be a mother to us, and so uh, in a month or so, we're going to begin the consecration to Our Lady, you know, and just how powerful that is. So anybody who's listening, I just encourage you to join us. We're going to end on December 8th, uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, um, and just having that. And so, of course, part of that is, yeah, really encouraging one another to pray the rosary every day. And so the same with this confraternity. It's just this great organization throughout the world where not only are you praying for yourself, but you're praying for others. So hopefully we could start that here someday, right? Mm. That would be awesome. I love it. Uh, the Dominicans kind of run that too, speaking of Pope Pius V. Um, but it's just great. And so the same thing for us too, you know, how powerful it is to gather together in these strong units, right, of just praying the rosary together in our homes, in our families, with our roommates. Um, that's where the, the, the skirmishes mm. are going to happen, you know, mm. the skirmishes, right? And we're going to win. So let's do that. We want to start an entire rosary movement starting from Miami University. Let's go. Right? And so let's begin it. I think we're just going to follow Our Lady and St. Joseph, the Terror of Demons. And it's a battle we're in right now, too. So let's yeah. do it. Yeah. That made me think of, like, what you, uh, we were talking about, like, and Michael, you talked about this in your talk last night. Like, the devil wants us to think, oh, our actions actually don't matter. And then also, like, the battle's, like, out there. Mm -hmm. But in reality, every action we make matters. And the fight is in our homes. Like, that's where we need to be praying the rosary with our roommate and with people in our house, right. not necessarily uh, out on the streets, that's right. although there's a time for that. The time is in your homes. Um, right. I think St. Joseph would say, guardian of the family, you know, he, right. would, he would agree with that one. Yeah. And just it's awesome to acknowledge, too, like, in families, you know, in friendships, roommates, whatever, things are awkward. We were talking about this before the podcast, John, you and I, about awkwardness with friends or family or I was trying to call his religious sister and anyways just like exchanges we have with various people right are awkward 
And so at the same time, like, I don't know, I haven't really prayed the rosary or like, should I ask this person or not? Like, just do it, you know, just do it. It's, it's awkward for me at priest at times to lead prayer, right? And so yeah. <laughs> it's just part of it, right? We just need that courage to, to be bold and to be Catholic. So Yeah. And the funny thing is you, you never know who's going to say yes. Sometimes you think. That's right. You don't think people will and they surprise you. So. Definitely. That's right. Well, um, you know, this, this battle of Lepanto happened, you know, 600 plus years ago. And it's easy to think like, oh, that's just like something that happens like way in the past. Um, but I think we all just need to remember that there people are attacking the church every day. And we need to, as a part of the church militant, we need to uh, be there to defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you just bought your, your arrow and sword, right? <laughs> yeah, I have it. And we're building an ark. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like, it, it's really cool to talk about these battles and... Uh, but I think, you know, they're more relatable than you think. Uh, we need to be warriors for the faith and for the church. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I think when you stand up for that, like like the Ottomans, like, you know, the powers of evil just run run, run the other direction. Yeah. Big part of it too, yeah, just laying down our lives, right? So it's uh, asceticism and prayer, you know, the simple things like St. Pius talked about. So Yeah. Shout out to Shane. He said he did a cold shower yesterday. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's right. Come on. That's right. Good. Yeah. Good. January 4th. Exodus 90 starting. Oh, Exodus 90? We're doing that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the men at the men in Newman Center are doing Exodus 90. So if if you're interested. It's basically like a Catholic boot camp. So if you're ready to be challenged in your life, if you're feeling kind of soft, yeah, I know I need it all the time, but yeah, it's so good. Hop on the train, like and subscribe, and uh, and Exodus Ninety should be sponsoring us sometime soon. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his go. name? James Baxter. Shout out to James. Yeah, we'll get him on the podcast. It'd be great. Let's do it. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for showing up this week. We're gonna end the quick prayer. Um, Father, take it away. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us to be your sons and daughters. We thank you especially that we are called to be people of action, be people of action in uh, our prayer and asceticism, and especially also in just sharing the good news and living our faith in a bold way, whether that's in humble ways uh, or in ways to at times called to be to be bold. Uh, always following you. So we ask our Mother Mary, Our Lady of Victory, to always intercede for us and guide us and draw us ever closer to you, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. She dogs out. Just do it!